Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Sunday morning, August 21st, 2022, the day after the Usyk-Joshua rematch. We're hearing reports now that Tyson Fury, after watching that ninth round, in my opinion, now is open to fighting Usyk. He's thinking about ending his retirement. Let's talk about it. Let's give our early impression on that fight. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, just a little preamble. You know, they tell you that the winners write history. Right? We forget about things other than who won. So no one hops out the weeds to challenge Floyd Mayweather and say, hey, tell us about that Jose Luis Castillo first fight. Right? No one challenges Andre Ward, who also retired unbeaten, and says, tell us about that first Sergey Kovalev fight when you had to get off the canvas, right? No one, to paraphrase Jimi Hendrix, challenges Joe Calzaghe and says, hey, Joe Calzaghe, tell us about how you had to get off the canvas in the first round against Bernard Hopkins after being dropped on a punch that was not a forearm. We forget about all that. Well, let's turn boxing here on its head, because I believe this is the fight that Tyson Fury has to look at to try to beat Alexander Usyk. Let's be blunt. I don't believe Tyson Fury, on his back foot, can beat Alexander Usyk. Right? If they fight, and if Fury decides to start channeling Anthony Joshua in the first fight and in parts of the second fight and starts looking at Usyk and tries to get Usyk's tempo and tries to box with him. And if there are portions of the fight where, you know, Fury's waiting for Usyk to make a move so he can counter, I believe the smaller man beats the bigger man. Let me also make another point. I was once interviewed, and the host surprised me. The host said, hey, you have called Tyson Fury a historical heavyweight, right? And I thought the interview was going to be really a lollipop interview. I didn't think I'd actually get challenged on my view that Tyson Fury is a historical heavyweight, right? Google it. I believe it's a old interview on CBS Sports. And I responded, right? Unknown YouTuber. I guess they wanted the unknown YouTube view. And, you know, I pointed out that, yeah, I believe Tyson Fury is a historical heavyweight. I need for people to understand. Fury's bigger than all the great heavyweights. Right? Fury has something Ali didn't have. Right? Fury can actually be aggressive on his front foot. Right? He's not 
relying on negative energy. Understand, speaking of Fury's feet, Fury has much faster hand speed, excuse me, much faster foot speed than someone like uh, Joe Lewis or even a Lennox Lewis. Right? Understand, Fury, just in terms of feints, body movement, foot speed, can make a Vladimir Klitschko look plotting. Right? Joshua fought Klitschko, folks. It was an all-out battle. Fury fought Klitschko. It was so one-sided. You understood that Klitschko was on the verge of losing his heavyweight title with rounds left in the match. Right? One of Klitschko's best rounds was the last round. Right? We all know, privately, especially after time has passed, that that first Deontay Wilder fight was really Fury in his third fight back, beating an unbeaten champion. Right? Understand, at a minimum, in his third fight back against the then unbeaten Wilder, he gave Wilder the hardest fight of his career up to that point. Right? So I'm unapologetic in saying that Fury is one of the best heavyweight champions, certainly of my life. Right? A big guy, that coordinated. Understand, there's a whole part of Fury's game where he switches to southpaw that other fighters can't match. I believe one of the best heavyweights in history, and I'm going by what I perceive to be the talent level not the actual performance, because sometimes you just run into the wrong guy. Styles make fights. It's Sonny Liston. Right? Liston destroys almost everyone on the way up. Right? The one fight he lost, a little questionable. Right? Liston destroys almost everyone. Unfortunately, after he gets by Floyd Patterson twice, he fights Ali. Right? But a Sonny Liston's much smaller physically than a Tyson Fury. Sonny Liston, with his slower foot speed, wouldn't be able to get by Fury's jab, Fury's length. So Fury's historical. I don't view Anthony Joshua, as longtime subscribers know here, as being on the same level as Tyson Fury. Now, all of that said, Fury has a problem with athletic fighters. Not just the Steve Cunningham fight. But I want people to revisit the Otto Wallen fight. Right? Fury had to give up on his back foot in that fight. Because Wallen, at the end of the day, is one of the better athletes at heavyweight. I'm not saying he's one of the better boxers. I'm saying he's one of the better athletes. So Fury had to cut off the ring. Fury had to get up on top of Otto Wallen. And understand, Fury should have lost his title that night. Right? The, the wound, the bleeding, was excessive. So let me say this. On his back foot, I don't believe Fury can beat Usyk. Understand, the Cunningham fight's a bit of an illusion because Cunningham's actually trying to knock out Tyson Fury.
Cunningham's loading up on right hands. Now, one of the things we've learned about Southpaw, Usyk, is that if Southpaw Usyk feels he has the advantage on you, even if he feels he might be able to knock you out, he's going to let the fight go a few rounds. He wouldn't be as hyper-aggressive as Cunningham, who did knock down Tyson Fury. Understand, Cunningham's throwing big right hands from practically the opening bell. I believe an Usyk is more of a lay-of-the-land type guy. Revisit the first round of the first Joshua fight. Folks, in the first round, he lands multiple left hands right on Joshua's chin. Right, he lands his Sunday punch in the first round. He doesn't try to go for the knockout in the second round or the third round. Rather, he lets that fight go. Then he shows you in the 12th round that he could get inside and he could cuff Joshua around. So understand, if Tyson Fury's on his back foot, in my opinion, Usyk would understand that he could outbox Tyson Fury. He could slip the jab. Folks, his head is on a swivel. His upper body's on a swivel. He moves faster than a Fury. He certainly moved faster than a Joshua. The feints throw these big guys off. Fury simply doesn't have the reflexes to fight on his back foot against an Usyk. Fury would lose some of the length because his jab would not be successful against Usyk. Right? Usyk would be able to slip the jab. Usyk, especially being a southpaw, is simply too fast for Fury to fight as a southpaw. And as a righty, Usyk has fought more righties than Tyson Fury has fought lefties. We saw two fights where Anthony Joshua could not get Usyk off of his left side. I think Fury would have problems like that. So, let's turn boxing on its head. You heard me say that the winners write history. Folks, some of the sports better fights have taken place in losing efforts. The fight, I believe, that Fury would have to fight, that Fury intends to fight if he fights Usyk. I'm still not convinced. Even though you're talking about tens of millions of pounds, that would be at stake. Right? Is one of the best nights in boxing. The Rumble in the Jungle. George Foreman's effort in that fight. Right? In my favorites folder right now is the fight. Let me save you a lot of time. What I want you to do is to skip the first 20 minutes of the video. Right? Just skip the first 20 minutes of the video. I want you to watch the first round. You're going to see that Ali, in fact, when Ali gets in the ring, in his white robe, Ali was a showman, 
Ali is up on his toes. When the first round starts, it's clear. Ali plans to dance against George Foreman. Ali thinks this is Liston Clay 3. Right? Ali plans to move around the ring. Understand, by the way, that Foreman's mentor was Sonny Liston. The two guys at one point in the 60s when Foreman was coming up on his way to winning an Olympic gold medal trained together. Foreman was the young protege. Folks, it takes two minutes and 15 seconds against one of the heavyweight division's better movers in history for Ali to suddenly start hanging out by the ropes. Foreman is so aggressive. This is a big man with a punch who is hyper-aggressive, who doesn't care how clumsy he looks. He's going to cut off the ring. He's not going to allow a very highly skilled boxer with a back foot to avoid him. Right? This is the opposite of Anthony Joshua. In my opinion, this is how Joshua should have fought against Usyk. Right? Foreman's not going to wait. Foreman's so aggressive in the first round, and Ali does a spectacular job tying up Foreman as he comes forward, and Ali, you know, like Terrence Crawford, will have a hand out or an elbow out to keep Foreman off of him. The point is that Foreman, the big man, the puncher, is pushing the issue. He's trying to smother Ali's talent. It's not until we get to the second round that Ali fully embraces what he would later call a rope-a-dope strategy. What I want fight fans to consider is that the Foreman plan for the Rumble in the Jungle was brilliant. Right? Ali gives up his legs. Ali is up against the ropes. That fight should have been over. The mistake Foreman made was that as Ali is defensive up against the ropes, Foreman continues to punch. Foreman tires himself out. Had he taken a step back and just thrown a jab when Ali's up on the ropes not moving, had he waved to Ali to get off the ropes just to open up his defensive shell, and by the way, I'm not giving Ali as much justice as he deserves. Ali's in a defensive shell, but he's throwing punches. He's actually not conceding rounds. Folks, it's a competitive fight. This is high-level stuff. This is one of Ali's best nights. The point is, you need to force Alexander Usyk into that position. Have it so that the guy is going to have to be a plus to beat you. You're the big man. You're the guy with size. 
You need to treat the smaller guy as the smaller guy. Understand, Ali, by the way, 6'3". 6'3". But you need to treat the smaller guy as the smaller guy. You need to back up Alexander Usyk. You need to turn the event into a fight, not a boxing match. Right? Let me point out, too. Now, this is young prime foreman. Another Foreman fight that needs to be viewed is the Foreman-Michael Moore fight. Right? Foreman throwing left hooks. You need to let Usyk know, player, you're not going to be in your comfort zone on my left side. Life's not going to be easy. If you insist on being on my left side, it's going to be a rainy day for you. You're going to have to dodge some punches. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, right, figuring out what you're going to do. No, this fight is all about me, right? You need a big man with a big man's mindset. Let me make another point, and it was staggering, right? This is just the stars aligning by chance, right? happenstance, coincidence, the fight before the Joshua Usyk rematch was the Ergovic Zhang Zheili fight. And Zhang was a revelation. Understand, whatever Ergovic was doing, superior volume, combinations, and stuff like that, Zhang wasn't wasting time with the jab. Right? Jang is just in there to throw check right hands. He's a southpaw. Right? Check right hooks to set up his straight left. Right? It's all about him. Ergovic could have been doing whatever he wanted. Jang was there to cut off the ring and to throw power shots. Right? Jang wasn't relying on the judges. Jang was going to fight his fight, regardless of what Ergovic did. And folks, Jang came this close to beating the man I consider the heir apparent at heavyweight. So understand, Tyson Fury needs to do something that Joshua doesn't do until the midway point of the ninth round. Right? He needs to just forget about his back foot. I know that sounds ridiculous. Folks, if you are there watching Usyk and you're his opponent and you're allowing Usyk to bounce, Usyk to faint, Usyk to box, you're pursuing the wrong strategy. The strategy has to be the George Foreman strategy. I'm the bigger puncher. I'm going to be on my front foot. I'm coming forward. I'm going to move fast. Understand, Foreman's not known for fast foot speed. What I want you to do is to look closely at the rumble in the jungle. When Ali is a few feet away, Foreman races over to him. Right? The idea of Ali on his front foot is an impossibility. 
right? I'm telling you, Ali, for all the movement and stuff like that, two minutes and 15 seconds into the first round is forced over to the ropes. I'm telling you the second round, Foreman comes out, Foreman's aggressive. Now the Rumble in the Jungle is such a special night that David Frost is sitting next to Joe Fraser, right? In fact, let me make sure I get the name right. Well, I may be misrepresenting the media person, but he's sitting next to Joe Fraser. And at the end of the first round, he asked Fraser, who fought both guys, who won the first round? Now keep in mind, Ali is great. Ali's throwing counters. Ali's punches are crisp. This is one of Ali's better nights. But Foreman is hyper-aggressive. So Fraser, who himself was hyper-aggressive, who when he fought Ali, made it about him, right? It's Fraser on his front foot. It's Fraser throwing left hooks. Fraser says, hey, he's not sure who won the first round. Right? He's not sure who won the first round. He points out that George landed a couple of punches. Tyson Fury against Usyk needs to be going for the KO from the opening bell. He needs to roughhouse Usyk. The fight needs to be about him. Not an interplay between the two. Not a chess match between the two. Rather, he needs a track mindset. He needs a Shelley and Fraser Price mindset. Let me name drop here. Right? Where he's going to run his race, it's him against the clock and no one else. Right? Tyson Fury needs to be the big man who is up on Otto Wallen. He needs to cut off the angles. This needs to be a roughhouse exhibition. Right? Usyk should have no chance of getting on his front foot. Right? The fight doesn't have to look diplomatic. Fury could be stumbling around the ring like George Foreman seems to be at times in the rumble in the jungle. But he needs to run up to Usyk. He needs to bully Usyk. He needs to push and tug on Usyk. He needs to let Usyk know, I'm giving you no space to breathe. Player, I'm the bigger man. Right? This is the heavyweight division. Let me point out how much boxing's changed. Right? Understand Ali doesn't even weigh 220 pounds for the rumble in the jungle. We're here calling Usyk a small man when Usyk actually weighed more than Ali weighed in the rumble in the jungle. Right? Usyk is traditional heavyweight size. Right? As Joshua said in his interesting post-fight speech. Right? Joshua's a bigger man. Well, understand, Fury's even bigger than Joshua. 
This needs to be a 6869 guy. Crowding, bullying, fighting. The shorter, highly skilled. Future first ballot Hall of Famer. Right? It needs to be a street fight, quite frankly, for Fury to win it. If reflexes start to matter, if back feet start to matter, if dancing away from an opponent starts to matter, Fury's going to be in trouble. Right? So I'm expecting a brawl. I'm expecting Fury to try to win the fight by stoppage. Let me point out that this is different. Very different. From Fury, Deontay Wilder, the last fight. I know Fury's up on Wilder. Fury shortened his punches. Fury's up on Wilder's chest. But Wilder's low volume. Wilder doesn't move like Alexander Usyk. Understand, Usyk's dancing around. Usyk is comfortable boxing his way to a decision. I wish I knew this better when I took the under 10 and a half pound, uh, rounds before the Joshua rematch. But Usyk isn't in there swinging for the fences like Steve Cunningham. Right? If Usyk feels that he has an edge on you boxing-wise, he'll even cut it close. The Joshua fights close through nine rounds. It's after the ninth round that Usyk decides, okay, let me step on the gas. And let me win this with a little cushion on the scorecards. Right? He's that confident that he's not going to be outboxed down the stretch. So, like George Foreman, you can't allow a lot of boxing to happen. You have to pin him. You have to get him up on the ropes. You have to take away the rest of the ring from him. You have to reduce him to a guy who's trying to pot shot you and clinch you as you come in. Your front foot has to be that overwhelming. The other guy has to be dealing with your size from start to finish. The only caveat I would add is if, in fact, Usyk gets comfortable on the ropes, you have to do something Foreman didn't. At that stage, take a step back. Throw some jabs. Let the guy know, look, I know you want me over by the ropes because now you have a defensive construct since you've seen what I'm doing. I'm not going to make it easy for you. While I'm not going to allow you to roam around the ring, I'm going to allow you to come off the ropes a little bit. If you don't, you're going to lose the rounds because I'm going to be outside jabbing and the judges are going to see that I'm the one with the ring generalship who has the opponent where I want him. Right, so folks, I need for people to ignore some of the folklore about the rumble in the jungle. George Foreman's not a dope that night. Right, George Foreman is brilliant. 
George Foreman has taken the legs away from a guy who enters the ring jumping up and down on his legs, who starts the first round jumping up and down in the ring. I've read some interviews from people like Angelo Dundee, who openly admitted after the fight he didn't know what the hell Ali was doing. Right, Ali's corner is pleading with him to get off the ropes. Right? That fight is an outlier. Understand, if Tyson Fury pins Usyk like Foreman pinned Ali, the odds will shift significantly to Tyson Fury's favor. Especially if Fury can, with the pinning, take a step back. By the way, Foreman had a great jab. Had he just taken a step back and forced Ali to have to reach across the length of his arm to try to counter him, and if he doubled and tripled up on the jab, I believe the rumble in the jungle would have been a one-sided affair in Foreman's favor. Just understand that Ali, who fought Ken Norton, I believe, three times, who fought Joe Frazier three times, who fought Leon Spinks twice, never gives Foreman a rematch. Never. That's the only scenario under which I can see Tyson Fury beating Alexander Usyk. Let me hear from you. If you see another scenario where Fury can beat this mobile southpaw, let us know. Right? I think it's even a mistake to just target Fury's body and to try to believe that you can have a boxing match. The reason the ninth round was such a big Joshua round is Joshua's on his front foot and he's throwing body shots and Usyk's backing up, trying to hold on to him. Right In hindsight, it would have been great if Joshua would have found a way to prevent Usyk from holding on to him. Right, Understand, in the rumble in the jungle, Ali tries to hold on to Foreman, and you'll notice Foreman turns his body to the side. Foreman's throwing all kind of angles as Ali's trying to hold him to make it difficult for Ali to hold him. If I'm Tyson Fury, that's the fight I look at. I have to make the fight against Usyk sloppy. I have to make it about me. Right? Whatever Usyk's doing, I have to think, look, power shots, <laughs> front foot, right? Pin this guy, run up to this guy, whatever he's doing. What I can't do is wait have rounds where I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and it comes across as a chess match and he's fainting. I have to make the feints meaningless by just running red lights, right? Letting the guy know you're the smaller man. I'm prepared to trade if necessary. You'll land some shots. I'm going to land some shots. I believe in my shots more than your shots. Those are my initial thoughts on a Fury-Usyk matchup, it's going to be a big problem for Tyson Fury because the back foot 
his foot speed, his coordination is a big part of his game. What I'm saying is he has to forget about a lot of that. Come in for a street fight. Try to push, tug, bulldoze a very highly skilled southpaw. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.